If you could do anything you wanted to do without anything holding you back, what would it be? Everyone has a purpose in life, and others want to hear the purposeful value that is in you. Now, here is the host of the Value in You show, your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. I just have so much fun with that intro. Thank you so much for being here today on the Value in You show on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Um, I want to kind of go over some of the new um i've got a paid membership called the value in you academy and i call it an academy because we're there to learn learning about the value that is in us what to do with that value and how to inspire others with it um, we've got live interaction calls we have guest speakers coming in value building instructions with it um, we all have active schedules so there's always going to be replay of the shows that we do on monday mornings it won't be available until the end of February. I'm still getting all the logistics set up, but it'll be ready then. Um, I found a great illustrator for the Baxter, Baxter series book. So when I had um, had something come up, so as it happens when you're writing books, sometimes things happen. And so I actually got in contact with one this morning and she said, yes. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and let's see. Oh, yes, we have the Inspired Choices Network hosts and teens that is a number one bestseller called, and it's a book called Light from the Shadows, Enriching the Lives of Others. I'm so excited about it. Um, last time I read an excerpt from the book, I won't do that today because we have a wonderful guest speaker here. And um, I'm, I thank you, my audience, for tuning in today. I love that you're here. I love that you get to hear this program, that you get to see it when you're watching it we're on 450 different platforms and i just appreciate you so much because that's why i'm doing this show it's for you it's not because i want to ramble off myself <laughs> i have a lot of ways to do that but this is just for you just this intimate time with our tea or coffee or whatever you're drinking i've got water today and uh yeah good nikki has her water too we need to stay hydrated <laughs> oh and today is Orange Hippo Day. As you can see, I have my shirt, Henrietta the Hitto, the Hitto, the Hutto Hippo. And it comes from this book. Got it. Whoop, there we go. To number one bestseller. Beautiful children's book. Let me just kind of thumb through it for you a little bit. Fun little pictures. Wonderful illustrator. In fact, she's working on my fourth children's book called Goat the Reindeer. And I've talked to you a little bit about that before, too. Um, but I just wanted to support Hutto, Texas with their hippo day today, wearing the orange instead of my usual purple. Um, so let's get together with our guest speaker right now. This is Nikki. I am so glad you're here, Nikki. She's just got wonderful, wonderful heart in her. And as all my guests do, I, I'm very blessed to have the guests that I have. So Nikki, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell our audience who you are, what you do, and, and uh, we'll go with that. Sure. Well, first I wanna say thank you so much, LS, for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be here and to have this conversation. So a uh, little bit about me. My name is Nikki Ganjemi. I live in New Jersey. I love that word, believe on your cup, LS. That's one of my words. <laughs> Yes, gotta believe. Um, and 
I, uh, let's see, what can I share? So I, I've made some pivots in my life. Uh, a lot of it was around in the beginning, not having that level of belief in myself and what I was capable of. And that's why the word is so meaningful me for me today. Uh, but I went from pursuing my first dream of being an actress for a little while before giving up on that because I didn't believe and then settling into somebody else's dream of becoming an elementary school teacher where I stayed for 15 years unhappily and didn't feel like it was okay to, to leave, to, to get out of that uh, until a little midlife crisis that came early at the age of 40. And that's when I decided to make my next pivot into coaching and hypnotherapy, helping other people to get out of their own way, to change the limiting beliefs that hold them back in life and install new empowering beliefs that support them on their path towards their goals and aspirations. And that's what I do today. That is awesome. I love that. You know, and, and it's interesting as I've been taking this journey, um, moving forward, you know, first with the books and then the speaking and, and here are the pod, uh, podcast show, TV show. It's way more than a podcast because you get to see it live <laughs> and, and you get to see the replays. Um, but it's, it's once I, I get rid of some of those limiting beliefs, I actually see that there's more limiting beliefs that I didn't even know were there. Um, you know, when we did the book launch for Warrior Women in New York, uh, it's wonderful being up there on, on the big boards and all of that. It was great. But while I was there, I saw Carnegie Hall, and I've told my audience about this too, but it ties in with what we're talking about, is there was Carnegie Hall. Now, for me, that was a really big deal because my teacher, who was 83 at the time, I was 10 years old at the time, she was actually um, had interviewed with Tchaikovsky, Peter Tchaikovsky, and he's the one who played the very first Carnegie Hall concert. And she went uh, to him to be interviewed. He wanted to take her and um, all of that going together with, with me wanting to play. And I thought, I want to play Carnegie Hall because you know, Tchaikovsky was there and she told me about him. And when he shook his hands, you only shook his fingertips. And he had these real long fingers and his hands were cold. And, and you know, that was his money. So you don't give him a good old hearty handshake, you know. But um, how does this tie into New York? Well, I wanted to play there. But when I was in New York, I thought, why have I never played there? And it was because I had always heard these things are for other people, not for us. And it's like, well, why is it not for me? You know, why is it not for me? Well, it's available there. And, and that's one of those Limiting beliefs I realized that kept me from doing a lot of things. Why I never flew on the Concorde, why I never flew on Pan Am, why I didn't do these other things. One, I thought they would always be there. You know, that's, that's an awful thing. You don't always think it's always going to be there. You want to do something, do it now. Um, but also I had that thought that, these were not for me and that's a horrible limiting belief because why isn't it for you you know and and you have to answer that question for yourself now um what you know hearing that what is some advice for someone that's out there that is maybe just hearing this for the first time and they've heard this before it's like oh that's for other people not for you what would you tell them 
So this is really great. I'm glad you brought this up because I think it's universal. Uh, I know I have said some some variation of that, that, you know, this is for other people. It's not for me. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think the first thing is to first become conscious that you're even telling yourself that. Like you said, there's things that we tell ourselves and we're not even aware that that we're mm-hmm. saying that. Especially if it's something that you've said over and over again, yeah. it becomes in the background of your mind, kind of like the knickknacks in, in your home that and you just don't notice anymore because they're always there. So the first step I would say to become conscious of it and then to lean into it and come from a place of being curious versus judgmental. I don't know if if you're like me at all, LS, but I could get pretty judgmental pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I think that? And what's wrong with me? And it's not useful. <laughs> it certainly yeah. doesn't help us. So more just saying, you know, interest. that's an interesting thought that I just became aware of. This is not for me. I'm curious, you know, and then, you know, asking, is that a fact? Is it a hard truth? Or is there some room in there, some wiggle room? Or something else that might be true and yeah. and then formulating a question around that versus a dead-end statement like this is not for me it's just where do we go from there you know it's just like a statement so how can we yeah. turn it into a question that's open-ended and then see what your mind dishes up for you your brain loves to answer questions it does i'm really glad you mentioned that it really does you know one thing that that I think comes from us saying, this is not for me, we begin to self-doubt, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I shouldn't do this, or this is for people who do this, Um, you know, my, my sister, I love her to pieces, but there's a lot of things that she won't do, because she thinks I'm not good enough, you know, and it's like, I'll just mess it up, and it's like, those are awful things to think, so what if you've messed up in the past, that doesn't mean you're going to mess up always in the future and even if you mess up again what you do is you learn from that mess you take that messy mess and you learn from it you say okay what can I do better the next time and don't be afraid of stepping out I mean this these negative I guess they're negative thoughts they're thoughts that have been with us whatever they are they're unproductive thoughts you know, create fear, create self-doubt, you know, it's like, oh, well, this has all happened before, so it's going to happen again, and it's like, change it, this is, you know, I've said it before, capturing those thoughts, um, and, and you just take those thoughts, and it's like, no, you're not going to keep holding me back from the things I want to do, you want that fulfilling life, and how can you feel fulfilled if you don't step forward into things you want to do, you're always going to be regretting um you know it it, i never heard it until the year 2022 that where's the one place where all of our dreams and aspirations and visions go and it's in the cemetery because we take them with us because we didn't do anything with them while we're alive and it's like do it now you don't know what the future is going to hold so do it now and and one great way is to find someone like Nikki who can help you get through those, those beliefs that are holding you back. Um, and, and your brain will, will fight you at first. And maybe you can attest to this, Nikki. The brain's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
you gave me this new thought and I don't recognize it. I want to go back to where I'm safe. And we've always thought this way. So be safe and think that way. And you tell your brain, no, 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 no. This is how we're going to think now. And then your brain's going to say, okay, but you know, we do hang on to this back here. And eventually you're going to say, hey, brain, this is it. This is what we're doing. We're going forward and your brain's going, okay. And then it starts activating. We've got this new thought. And it's like, I like this new thought. It makes me feel good. It, it energizes me. And I like that. I want to be energized. I want to feel good. So give me more of these good thoughts. Um, it's wonderful. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something- so- oh, I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. When you were talking, it just made me think that sometimes it doesn't feel it doesn't feel safe to have mm-hmm. those positive thoughts, especially if it's new and it's it's not familiar to us. So one of the things that I've done to even help myself is to say something like, it's safe to feel good or oh. it's okay to, to feel happy. I like that. It's safe to feel good and it's okay to be happy. Yeah, we need to tell ourselves that. Well, I see we're getting ready to go on to break. So join me on, join us on this show today. Or you can join on any of the future shows by going to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash chat room. You know, click on on the Zoom link, click on join um, the chat. I love the active participation because as I said earlier, I do this for you. This is what you need to do. So we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes. We each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Alice will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Alice Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. 
sometimes I think I have way too much fun with that. But hey, there's no such thing as too much fun in my in my brain. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I love what you said um, about feeling safe, telling ourselves that it's okay to be safe. Um, it's okay to do something new. It's okay to try. Um, I think those are such such great things. I know uh, with one uh, mastermind that I was on, you know, the thing was you look in the mirror and say something nice to yourself. And as I, I've told this story before, but it took me six weeks to be able to look at myself in the mirror, let alone say something nice. I mean, I do my hair and makeup, whatever, you know, but it's different when you're looking yourself in the eyes and saying you got this. You're wonderful. You're amazing. And I didn't realize how much all of my past had kept me from doing that. And that was, that was a hard thing for me to accept. It's like, when did I start believing these horrible things about me? You know, and anytime you're telling yourself something negative or the can'ts, the don'ts, the won'ts, those, those are harmful to you because you that that uh, you know as i say that value that is in you is so worthwhile and that alone that makes you enough that's why you matter and and you have a voice you know um maybe people said oh no be quiet don't say that you know that was my big thing because i was a motor mouth when i was young but i was told so many times to be quiet to not talk that people didn't want to hear what i had to say that I ended up not saying anything. Um, and it's like, now there's, there's too much value in each of us to not ever say anything. And the more you talk about what's really inside your heart, the more people are willing to listen to you. Um, now maybe you've, you've gotten some negative feedback from that. And maybe that's something you can help with Nikki is is people are trying to say what's in their heart, but nobody's listening, or they feel that nobody is listening. Um, what do you do with something like that? Because that really, really um, puts you in dark places sometimes. That nobody's listening. I have no value, and and it's just the lies that the evilness in this world wants you to believe because it doesn't want you to succeed. If you succeed, then you're going to be happy and cheerful and wonderful. Darkness likes darkness. <laughs> yes, there is so much to what you just said. And I'd like to share a couple of stories to, to just illustrate how this happens. And it's usually back when we were little kids where we had an experience of some kind and in that experience, we made a decision. So one for me that was significant was when I told on a friend in first grade for something that she did. And I thought I was doing a good thing by being truthful and honest. And it backfired on me. And mm. the girl's dad um, called my mom and told her that I should wear a muzzle. And Whoa. yes. and. I, we assign a meaning to everything. And the meaning I assigned to that was it's not safe to speak up. It yeah. causes problems, you get in trouble, and there's shame and embarrassment. And I was seven years old. And then fast forward to seventh, eighth grade, 
sitting in chorus in the auditorium and I was on the first riser and there was a group of girls behind me. They used to pick on me a lot and they would be kneeing me in my back and punching me in the head. And I turn around and say, stop it. And they would go, stop it. They were like <laughs> mocking. And I finally get up and I go over to the, the music teacher and she's just playing on the piano keys. And I bang my hand on the piano and I say, I can't take more. And there was this silence in the auditorium. And then there was whispering and it crescendoed into laughter. And again, I made that decision that it's not safe to speak up. There's embarrassment, there's shame, there's ridicule. So it's, it kind of becomes like a directive to the subconscious mind. And then we continue to follow it. So as we get older, we become adults and we know that that's not true. We know that consciously, but the subconscious saying, but you gave me a program and I'm running it. I'm, I'm keeping you yeah. safe. So the first thing is to, to become aware and then to change that subconscious programming. Otherwise, we can act it out for 30, 40, 50 years and miss out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I know there were a lot of things um, that I did as a kid. And I took um, things from that that shaped my life. My my daughter said something to me one time and she goes, yeah, but mom, back when I was five years old, you told me that, no, I couldn't do that. And I said, well, that was just for that one moment in time. That wasn't for the rest of your life. I mean, it was something that in my mind was very little, very insignificant. It's like, you know, no, you can't go ride bikes. So, but the way she took it was she could never ride bikes the rest of her life. That's not what it was about, but that's, <laughs> that's about the example of it. And it's like, no. So it's, it's interesting too, how someone else will take something you've said and put a whole different interpretation on it. Um, you know, for my daughter, she was very literal a lot of times, a lot more than what I realized. Um, and then once once I told her, I go, no, that was for that one moment of time, then she's like, well, I wonder if there were other moments in time like that. So, you know, she started thinking back to things and, and we talked a little bit about it, um, you know, some of the different things and, and it really made a difference on how she began to approach the world. She had a bigger boldness than what she had before. And, and it's, um, it's like, wow, now how do I as a parent, what do I do with that? You know, if I would have recognized that, then we would have nipped it in the bud right away. But you know, I had no idea that's what was going on in her head. And a lot of times you don't um, you know what's going on with that. But, uh, but yeah, it's that subconscious that's in there, whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter. And that's one thing I want people to understand is that your brain doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. You know the difference because you have your moral compass to guide you. But the brain itself, when it is told something, like maybe you're told, you're stupid, or you're told you're never going to mount too much, or you're told that you can't ever do this, or you're told you're too shy, you're too skinny, you're too tall, you're too mouthy, you're too whatever, you know, those are what your brain is considering as facts and truths, and it's not. So you need to tell your brain what the truth really is, and you need to make sure your brain understands that. Um, is, is that something that you've heard before, Nikki? 
Oh, um, you're on mute, Nikki. I don't know if you hit something or what's going on. Uh, let's see. There you are. Oh, here I am. Okay. I don't Thank know you. why your hand's raised, but that's okay. That's because I couldn't unmute myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lower my hand. Okay. Um, yes, I have. I have heard all of those things, and and that's what it is. It's it's we gave our our minds a directive, an instruction, so many years ago, and then it's time to give it a new instruction or a new directive, because that's what the subconscious mind is going to do. It's going to execute on the directions you give it. And a lot of times they're unknown. We don't realize what they are. I mean, even fun. You brought up the word fun before. Uh, back in 2019, a colleague challenged me to have 100 days of fun. Oh. And it triggered me in a negative way. And I got curious. Like I say, instead of judging, get curious. Like, um, I wonder what what is this about? And I started getting very emotional and crying and I felt fear in my chest and I did some tapping on it, emotional freedom technique to discover like, what is this about? And I was petrified of having too much fun in my mind, a hundred days of fun. Like that's way too much. It's not okay. No. Don't have permission. And that was an, an instruction I gave my mind back when I was a kid and I would be having fun and then get in trouble. So oh, like wow. your daughter, yeah, we all do this. We make a meaning to everything that happens. Yes. And people who are literal, like myself and your daughter and probably half the population, mm -hmm. that's something to really be mindful of because we do, we take something to heart very literally. And then that becomes the word and that's the rule and that's what we follow. Yeah. Yeah, so true. She she did. Everything was black and white with her. There was no gray area. And she had to learn that there are gray areas. And, and we talked about this one time. She goes, why do they have to be gray areas? Why can't it just be black and white? And it's because life is full of gray areas. You know, as, as much as we would love to have it this way or that way, that's just not the way nature is. That's not the way uh, human nature is. Um, it's not the way the universe works you know there's there's things that are there that can go one way or the other and which i think is wonderful because it allows for creative expression it allows for us to to make a mistake and be okay with it and go on and try something different um but it was it was very difficult i have a grandson who's autistic or more than one but um because of that he takes everything very literal first experience with with autism that i ever had and understanding his literal stuff so a lot of jokes that we have each other you know he didn't quite get it and he knew he was missing out so i tried to be very careful with that when i would um, give him gifts i would try to make it something that he could understand comprehend um, get it right away. And sometimes that was just as simple as getting a t-shirt with this great, you know, I don't know, Star Trek or something logo or emblem on it, or this really great design that's on there that's very creative and, and beautiful. And I remember the first time I gave him a t-shirt, 
he was thrilled to pieces. And it's like, yes, I understand what I need to do. And because I wanted him to feel loved, you know, and I think that's it with all of us. We want to feel loved. That's why we keep ourselves safe because we don't want to be rejected. Um, we need to go to break. Uh, we'll talk about this, about love and rejection when we come back right after the break. And be sure and tune back in here on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Come in the chat room. Come on in, go slash chat room, click on the Zoom, click on the login and, and be a part of, of the live show too. You don't have to be on screen, but, but you can definitely make your comments and, and suggestions. You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes. We each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Alice Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Thank you all for coming back to the Value in You show on Inspired Choices. www.alaskirkpatrick.com And as I said in the commercial break, it is value in you podcast at gmail.com and you can uh leave messages comments let me know the things that you want to hear about on the show so nikki let's get back to this this um choices that we make um what are what are some of your thoughts i love the word choice because we life is choice i i've heard that said multiple times and just circle back to some of the things we were talking about, the limiting beliefs. Sometimes we, we make, we choose to shrink a little bit because we think it's not okay to be ourselves. And uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that where they maybe minimize themselves and even dismiss how they feel sometimes. So it's definitely a great conversation to bring awareness to, because I would, 
I would guess that there's people that maybe don't even realize that they're doing that until maybe they're listening to a conversation like this. So this is a, a great topic for awareness and what people can do about it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember the words I said just before the break. <laughs> I <thought laughs> I'm, was, I'm just blank. Respect, it was something about respect, I think. It probably it, was. <laughs> it'll come back. <laughs> I love my brain. I really do. <laughs> it just keeps life interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what's great. You know, people are so afraid of failing. Of, oh, I know. We talked about being loved or not being loved. There, it came back to me. But we're afraid of failing, afraid of making a fool of ourselves. Um, for me, it was like, I make a fool of myself all the time. It's no big deal. I can fall down, get up, look around, see if anybody's looking. If they are, then I just, you know, shrug my shoulders and laugh and just go on. Um, there's other people who would be horrified by something like that. And it's, I don't know if they just don't know how to, how to laugh at their mistakes and know that it's just a mistake. I mean, everybody makes them. It's no big deal. And, and our attitude needs to be on that. But maybe it's because, like I said, our, one of our biggest fears is that nobody's going to love us. If I don't make this hard decision, that I will never act that way again, then I'm still lovable. But if I act that way again, then no one's going to love me. And, and that's really a falsity. I mean, there might have been, there are, and I, and I know this true, there are families who will only love you a certain way but but that's really I'm going to get into hot water here but I'm going to say it that's not real love real love is unconditional but real love is allowing people to make mistakes on with their life because you learn from those mistakes you learn how to better handle yourself and when we make when we're young we need to know that it's safe to we need to know we're still going to be loved and cared for. Yes. Yeah. And I think we learn, we learn that too. And again, speaking of having these conversations so people can become aware, it makes mm -hmm. me think of uh, years ago when I was, I was dating this guy and we lived together. And I remember one time when we had an argument and he said to me, it feels like you stop loving me when you're mad at me. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then he had to explain it to me, how I was showing up. And I didn't realize it because that's kind of just was my normal. It's what I grew up in. So I had to learn. I had to become conscious of, you know, my behavior, how I would not speak to him. I would give him the silent treatment and learn that maybe that's not the best way to mm -hmm. express how you feel. So I was yeah. happy you made me conscious of that so I can change it. Yeah, but sometimes it's tough. You know, we don't want to hear that there's things wrong with us, you know, and it's like everybody has something, you know, and it's, and it's not necessarily that it's wrong with us, but people can grow. You know, that's one thing that I say with, with my gold nugget, you have great value. You are worthy. You are enough. You matter. But there is always room for improvement. It's like, well, if I'm enough, then why do I need to improve? Because that's life. 
that's learning as things goes on. The world is fluid. It's like a river or water. It is moving and changing all the time. And we can either run the rapids with it. We can go to shore and walk around the rapids. I mean, there's things we can do, um, but we need to advance too so that one, we're not getting left in the kiddie pool when we're ready to be out on the big river type thing. Um, and maybe that's a scary thing. It is a scary thing for a lot of people. They want that safety net that's always there, but there's always another safety net further on, you know, and it's, it's make sure the safety net is not there to keep you from doing what you want to do. Make sure the safety net is not a barrier. Um, and we want to always be safe once while takers. Some people just are not risk takers and that's okay. Not everybody has to be the same thing. We're all different human beings. We think different. That's what makes us all so amazing. Um, I was in a group the other day and we were asked, you get the power to change the world. What one thing are you going to bring from the old world into this new world? Or would you bring anything into it? And my thought was, I want to bring the people into it. And most of the other uh, people in the group talked about free will. And I guess we're all saying the same thing. I want us to be able to have the choice to say yes to this. or um, Because when you don't have a choice, you are stifled. I mean, and for those who feel that they don't have a choice right now, isn't that how you're feeling? That that you can't look out anywhere, that you have to be in this little bubble, that you're not allowed to go do what you want to do. You're not allowed to love who you want to love or love the way you want to love. Um, your boyfriend felt safe enough to say to you, this is how you're making me feel. And some people don't feel safe like that. You know, I've been in unhealthy relationships where it's not safe to say how you feel. Um, very not safe, but those are things you need to get out of. You need to find ways to get out of that because that's not good. What are you telling other people? For me, it's like, I am not going to let my kids grow up thinking this is okay. I don't want my daughters treated this way. I don't want my son treated this way. And I don't want them to learn to treat other people this way. Um, so my choice on that was to get them out and to find a better life for them. Um, so, you know, the safety net could have been that that I just stayed there because it was too difficult to move out it's like you know for me the choice was I don't care how difficult it is we are not staying here and it was not easy but we did you know we made it through so yes things are scary yes things are seem impossible I love what um now I'm gonna not think of her name Audrey Hepburn says the very word itself says, I'm possible. I love that so much. I even put it in one of my books as a quote from her. Um, it's wonderful. So, you know, I never thought I would be an author. I am now a 10 times number one best-selling author. By the end of the year, I plan on being a 12 times best-selling author. The giving book that I do for other people you know, and now we're in volume four. So if you've got something you want to say, this is a good place to say it. And what this does is give people a voice. People that had never written anything before wrote into it. People that have never um, 
never thought that what they had to say would be important are in it. I mean, it's it's been wonderful to see the people that wrote in the first one, the second one, the third one. And now I'm so anxious to see what's going to come out of the fourth one that because they they took that step, they felt safe enough to take that step to put something into words for the world to hear and to see. And now they're doing more things because of that, because they found out it wasn't as scary as they thought it was, or maybe this was a better experience than what they thought it would be. Um, I had somebody who wrote in one of my books and they said, this was so much nicer. If I had had this experience the first time, I would have been more willing to write more books. So, you know, there it is. Just because you had one bad experience doesn't mean you pull back and never do it again. Oh, that was horrible. I'm never going to do it again. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, you don't want to do something again. But for the most part, um, you know, just because it was a bad experience once doesn't mean it's going to be bad the next time. You need to be aware of the people around you. And, and um, you know, you've probably heard this, Nikki, that who are the five or six people you have around you? Are they encouraging you? And if they're not, then you need to find five or six people to be around that will encourage you, that will lift you up, that, that will. And it doesn't mean you have to get rid of some people because maybe it's your family that's not encouraging you. And sometimes they don't, but it's because they're scared themselves and they don't want to see you get hurt. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes such a huge difference, the people that we surround ourselves with literally can can change your life i recently started working out at a new gym and met a whole new group of people and i was so used to doing pilates and yoga and they're like high power you know cardio and weights and the first class i did i said oh this is too much i can't do this i can't keep up and they pushed me and they challenged me and and i remember them saying what what doesn't challenge you won't change you and oh, so yeah. I kept with it and I, and now it's been since September and I'm lifting heavier weights and I find it so much fun. Whereas the other type of working out is a little more boring now. So it's just, <laughs> what I learned is that anything we do repeatedly over and over again, we acclimate to and we get used to and it becomes our new normal. So something might seem scary initially, but if you take small steps and remind yourself, I survived. I survived this day. I'm still here. It's safe to do this eventually, right? <laughs> it yeah. sounds silly consciously, but it's that subconscious. It's like a seven-year-old child. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, you're talking about that. Um, it reminds me of affirmation cards. You know, I've got 150 of them and I switch them out. But by the time I'm done reading those, and it doesn't take that long to read them, I'm surprised how fast I can go through them. But you're saying that, and it's like, I have this newfound energy and this happiness about me that I don't have when I don't read the affirmation cards. You know, tell yourself you're okay. Tell yourself you're wonderful. Um, you know, tell that seven-year-old kid, too bad, we're going to have fun today. <laughs> like you were saying um, that's amazing you know for me it's like wow that would be terrible to be afraid of having fun that many days 
um, somebody, and, and I know I write a lot of books and, and I've read, but somebody tell me I have to read one book every day, I would be mortified because it takes me a while to read a book because I like to really enjoy it and, and spend time with it. Um, but I see we have to go on a break. We'll be right back after this message. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Nikki. You've completed college or university or are working hard in your career. Perhaps you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Perhaps you're wondering if who you really are got lost somewhere along the way. Asking, is this all there is? You know you were meant for more. Or were you? Yes. We each have a purpose in life, and that purpose can be fulfilled. It doesn't matter if you are 18 or 80. You matter in this world, and especially in your world. Tune in to The Value in You Show with your guiding coach and mentor, Ellis Kirkpatrick. Ellis will help you find your purpose. Listen for The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Value in You Show with Ellis Kirkpatrick. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to valueinyoupodcast at gmail.com asking how to participate in the program. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you for coming back on the show. Let's thank you, Nikki, for being here today. I do want to remind people of the shows that are coming up. Next week, we have Maya Thornton, who's going to talk about no-stress, plant-based living. And, and she does some great vegan work. Um, after that, we're going to have Gina Moss, who's going to be here. Then Marsada Mimic, um, Ashley Balsa, Albert Meza is going to be back on the 15th. So excited. John Morris on the 22nd. And, oh, I don't have the other ones in here, but it just keeps going better and better each time. Um, I'm, I'm just so thrilled that you're here. We've got so much to talk to. I hate it when my show gets close to the end because it's like, man, we're not done talking. <laughs> but let's really get into some more meat and potatoes here before we leave, get a little bit of dessert coming in. Um, Nikki, so, so tell us some more about some things that um, you work with people on helping them with, with these thoughts that are holding them back. Yes, I help people with the thoughts that are holding them back, with the limiting beliefs that they have and with the internal conflict, kind of like I shared where there's part of me that wants to have fun, but there's this other part deep inside that thinks that is not safe. So I help people to resolve that so they can feel fully comfortable and excited to show up uh, as they, for who they really are and and take whatever actions that they want towards the goals that they have. We oh, really nice. are the only ones that are in our own way. Yes, <laughs> I totally agree with that. I want to thank Meg for showing up today. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Um, if you have any questions or comments, be sure and answer that too, um, or ask those, <laughs> mention them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, you know, I always say that I am the biggest reason that I don't do something well, I am. Um, but we have to be careful to label it at, you know, using it as a crutch. Well, the only reason I don't get anything is because I always get in my way. 
well, stop getting in your way and quit saying that because you need to not get in your way. Um, you need to get out of your way. You need to join together and, and run together. Um, you can be your biggest cheerleader too. And we need to do that. We need to keep telling ourselves these amazing things. If you have never used affirmation cards, if you have never said wonderful things to you, do that, you know, in my um, journal. And I have mine here. Let's see, this is, oh, this is not the new one I have. I'm using up the last of my ones. But anyway, it's in the back of my journal, 35-day journal. And the reason it's 35 days is because, you know, some months are longer and sometimes you need just an extra day for the next book comes. But um, in there, I have over 300 affirmations. So you don't have to think of a new one all the time. You can go through those. You can read one a day or you can read 10 a day or you can read all of them every day. You know, it's up to you what you do. But saying those nice things to yourself gives you good endorphins, you know, and that increases our health. It makes us happier. A lot of us are unhealthy because we have these limiting beliefs. Oh, I'm never good enough. I won't do that or whatever. And it's like, once you start saying, I am a powerful woman, I believe in me. I can be happy. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to take one step forward into something I want to do. Uh, my mom never, uh, you know, always wanted to paint, but she never felt that she would ever be good enough. And she finally took a, an art class and she watched some shows and she ended up painting on, on saws, on all kinds of things, shovels, whatnot. And maybe she wasn't as good as, you know, Thomas Kincaid or somebody else. But what she did was beautiful in her own rights. And she knew it would take time to get better. But at least she took that first step to get forward. Um, I do have to say, I still can't knit no matter how much I try. I finally can get three rows of knitting before I get it so tight. I can't move those knitting needles. And I, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sure there's someone out there who can teach me how to get over that. But but don't be afraid to keep trying. And maybe you're getting so frustrated with it that you need to just stop for a while and go do something else and then come back. Um, or maybe it's something you really don't enjoy. So that's okay. Go find something that you do enjoy. Um, let me give you the last few minutes just to have some closing thoughts here, Nikki. Sure. Uh, well, as you were talking, I was, I was thinking one of the ways that I help people is with my calm method, which is basically everything we were talking about. Uh, it's a four-step framework for getting out of that chaos that's in your mind, all those voices and the things that we tell ourselves that are not useful, and how do you start to change that programming and make empowering decisions where you have the confidence and clarity to take action and, and keep moving forward. So it's, it's C-A-L-M, each letter is for a step. And we talked about the first step, conscious, the C, mm -hmm. become conscious of how you're feeling and really processing those emotions. So if it's self-doubt, if it's um, being sad or shame or anything like that, start to process it. And a quick way you could do that is through some deep breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Just let that emotion release. And then the A is to become aware of the thoughts. And we talked a little bit about that, you know, 
there. Yeah. Who am I to do this and things like that? And putting those thoughts on trial like a lawyer and asking, are these facts? Are they hard facts or are these beliefs? And when you realize that most times they are a belief, then you can move into the L in calm, which is to lean into what else is possible. So what's another option? What else might be true? And then the M is to make a new decision. And that's our choice, right? We always have a choice of what we want, what we choose to focus on, and then take inspired action on that choice before you talk yourself out of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which we That's tend to great. do when we have ideas right we talk ourselves yeah. out of it oh yeah most definitely <laughs> yeah yeah oh definitely um before i forget where can people connect with you they can connect with me on facebook linkedin instagram my website is my name nikkiganjami.com and i have a youtube channel as well i talk a lot about mindset manifestation and how to reprogram your subconscious so you can find me all through my name oh awesome awesome and you can always get a hold of me at www.elliskirkpatrick.com you have any questions any comments you know i can let you know um i'm sorry that i haven't got my newsletter out yet but i am working on that one and we'll get that out so See, I will not spam your mailbox with stuff. It takes me a while to get going on that. Um, and and I just thank you, everyone, for being here today. Hi, Lizzie. I hope that's Lizzie ends. She has a wonderful program, too. Um, there are a lot of really great, great programs here on Inspired Choices Network. Uh, just all kinds of everything. I, I, I'm just thrilled to be able to listen to some of the other hosts, too. Um, you can always get a hold of me, um, send comments, what you would like to hear about at valueandyoupodcast at gmail.com. And like I said, I know this is way more than just a podcast, but you know, you got to pick a name sometime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, just, I, I just really appreciate being able to be on this, this show with inspirednetworkchoices.com. What, what a great place I've learning so much learning how to um just learn more about the value that everyone has in them and and how i can do that and i thank you nikki for being here i just i enjoy spending my time with you it's wonderful and i thank you our audience for spending time with us today you know i like they say on the airlines i know you have a lot of choices of where you could be but i thank you that you chose to be here on the value in you show and spending time with us be sure to log in every week on Friday at um, it's 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can figure out the rest of those time zones wherever you are in the world. Um, we'll see you next time. You have great value. Thank you for this. listening to The Value in You Show. Ellis returns Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then... Remember that you have great value, you are worthy, and you are enough.